Good morning, church, families, friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. This week would be week seven in the conversationalist, the parables of Jesus series. But the past few days have been hard for many, including myself, and I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to preach a different direction. Instead of the parables of Jesus, today we'll look to the actions of Jesus. This week, we lost a dear friend, a family member, a wife, mother, grandmother, a great woman of God, one whose life had, been, had great impact upon many of you and for the kingdom of God. She had reflected the light of Christ greatly. Most of you should know by now that Carol Foster left to be with the Lord Thursday morning. Her services will be Thursday, 11 to 1 visitation and 1 p.m., the service itself. The sadness of this loss will be great, but she will also be greatly celebrated, and so can we celebrate. For we know that she is now worshiping in God's presence forevermore, playing the piano, singing, lifting her hands, bowing before her Lord and Savior. Her life will be remembered, mourned, and celebrated as we remember not just her life here, but her eternal, everlasting life in heaven. We are of good courage, for we know that although she is absent from her physical body for a time, she is present with God. 2 Corinthians 5 eight, and as we mourn, we know God walks with us in this dark and gloomy valley. Brothers and sisters in Christ, it is not goodbye, but see you later. We may have lost her from her presence momentarily, but we will be with her again. And at that time, we too will rejoice and worship in the presence of our Creator, the Lord God Almighty. But in difficult days now, for those left behind in this temporary home, this broken world damaged by sin, what are we to do now? How do we carry on? How do we move forward? As I was preparing to preach this morning, God reminded me of a past message, and I felt that we all could use the truths found in it. So I knew we had to take a break from these parables, and we would look to the actions of Jesus today. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, Matthew 14, as we see a reminder of what to do in difficult times. What to do in difficult times. Again, Matthew chapter 14. We'll only be referencing a select few verses, but I want to read all of this section so that we can all see how it relates to our current difficulties and so we can get some context. Let's read now. It will be on the screen in front of you as well. As we read, we read this. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus. And he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Again, we can't talk about all this today. Let's just read on. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was very sorry, but because of his oath and his guest, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison. 
and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl. And she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it. And then they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. Now other scripture actually adds in that he had taken his close disciples with him. But he went by boat to a desolate place. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot around the lake, around the sea, from the towns. When he went ashore from that desolate place of the boat, he saw a great crowd in this new desolate place who had followed him by foot and had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, He looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. My big idea for today's message is not to look at the the feeding of the thousands, or the miracle here. My big idea for today is this, and I do not have a slide, so take notes on your own. My big idea is even in troubling times, again, take notes, even in troubling times, God is still there and wants to hear your prayers and see you live on. And we must start by going to a desolate place, just like Jesus. Even in troubling times, God is still there. And wants to hear your prayers and see you live on. We must start by going to a desolate place. A desolate place. Here in Matthew 14, we see the actions of Jesus. We have a great example from the life of Jesus on how to handle grieving. Or the great sorrows and struggles of life. Jesus himself went to a desolate place. He cared greatly for John And the news of his death was so devastating to him and his disciples or his disciples that he withdrew himself with them and went to a desolate place to process the news, to grieve, to have a retreat, to rest and replenish, as some other scripture tells us. Jesus withdrew himself from the crowds with his disciples and took a break in a desolate place. We too can learn from Jesus' actions here. We too should go to desolate places in difficult times such as the loss of a loved one. Or maybe you have other troubles right now. Or maybe you encounter other troubles in this life as we know we will. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Troubles at your job. Financial marriage troubles. School troubles. Health troubles. Family troubles. Whatever your difficult situation is, today I tell you that we must learn from Jesus' actions and know when we need to take a break and go to a desolate place. However, in this desolate place, we must not go to be alone. Yes, this scripture tells us that Jesus was alone. 
But Jesus was and is the Son of God, and even when he is alone, he was united together with the Father, for they are one. John 10, 30. And also we know from other scripture that even when he was alone, he generally had his close disciples, even if just a few of them with him. Again, that big idea, but now with a point. If you're taking notes, is this. That big idea, just as Jesus went to a desolate place to mourn loss, process through trouble, we must go to a desolate place too. What for? Why? Number one. What do we do in this desolate place? Number one, we do it to seek God in kingdom living. Jesus would do this at other difficult times too. Jesus would go to desolate places, off alone at other times as well, such as in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he would seek out the Father with disciples near. We also see this in John 12, 27 to 28, where Jesus says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. So, Father, glorify your name. What a thought. What an action to look to of Jesus to glorify the Father even in that troubling times. And let me tell you, Jesus' words here are not without emotion. They are full of emotion. The Son of God's words here express great emotion. Just as we go to God with emotion, he too had emotion. His soul was troubled greatly. He was greatly agitated, greatly full of anxieties and horror as he prepared to take upon himself the wrath of God upon the cross for our sins. Why do I say all this but to point out to you that just as the Son of God, our Lord, our Savior, our King, saw great value in desolate places to commune with God, to rest, to replenish, to talk to the Father, to find wisdom, to find guidance, to find comfort and strength, we should too. Go to desolate places to seek God and kingdom living. To seek God and kingdom living. Do not do this to be alone. Do not do this to to try and handle things yourself. Do not do it to run away from the very one who can be a help, a refuge. We are not God. We must seek God. Seek God's wisdom. And I'm not saying that you you, you don't have them with you already. You do. If you believe in Jesus, the Lord and Savior, you have a restored relationship with the Father if you're following after Him. You have the Holy Spirit within you. Just look to Romans 8 to see some of the life with the Spirit and how He empowers you for daily living. How He prevents separation from God. How He allows you to be joined together with His love through Jesus Christ. How nothing can separate you from Him. Psalm 46 says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And the reality here is that although we have difficult times, buildings may crumble and the world may feel like it's shaking all around you. He has promised to be with us through these tragedies and does not leave us. Although we feel like we may be alone at times, we never are. But we need to make sure we're opening our eyes to focus upon him and not trying to do things ourselves. He has not abandoned us. We must go to him in private prayer. Go to his word and meditate upon it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help comfort you and to give understanding of his word 
and presence and how to best respond to your current struggles. Again, Romans 8 reminds us that no one shall separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. Live with the Spirit of God. Recognize that you are not alone. Ask Him to give you peace which goes beyond your own understanding as Philippians 4, 7 and other scriptures remind us. Through Christ you have a peace with God. Allow Him to work in you and through you. Psalm 29, 11 reminds us the Lord gives strength to His people. The Lord blesses His people with peace. Find strength during troubled times, troubling times, by looking to God and asking Him to help you. By the Holy Spirit's empowering. Next, number two, just as Jesus went to a desolate place, we must go to a desolate place too. But don't do it alone. Yes, be with God. But number two, again, if you're taking notes, it's just that big idea you should have already wrote down. But now add on number two. Also, include family and friends. Again, I tell you, we are not God. We were created for relationships to serve God and his people. And we must care for one another. We must serve one another. Don't avoid one another, but seek out one another. Even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, included his disciples at these desolate places. Brothers, sisters, family, and friends, we must look out for one another. Start by going to God, but then also include your brothers and sisters in Christ. We must help each other to seek God out during these difficult times. Remind them of the scriptures which bring strength and comfort and peace. Remind them of the Holy Spirit's gifts that they have within them. Remind them that they can go to the Father at all times because he is within them. Matthew 6.23 reminds us, do not run from God, but seek God in his kingdom living for today and forevermore. Then help one another. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Philippians 2.4, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Romans 12.13, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And finally, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. In doing these, th these things, you do not only help one another and yourself, but you also glorify and honor God. And number three, next number three, as we continue to look at Jesus' actions, our next step is not to remain in the desolate place alone, focusing upon ourselves. Number three, do not stay in the desolate place, focusing upon yourself forever. Do not stay in the desolate place. Focusing on yourself forever. Live on. Live on. Move forward. Seek his kingdom. Serve his people. Have compassion on them. One another. Take care of each other. Jesus, after taking time in the desolate place, went on to have compassion on the people. To heal the sick and feed the thousands. The desolate place included... Not just taking care of himself, replenishing themselves, finding rest, but providing for 5,000 plus people. And let me tell you, God is calling each and every one of us to do his work as well. We must carry on, do his work, live on, have compassion upon ourselves and others by the grace of God, by the strength of God, by the replenishing of God. We can and must live on. 
in doing his will, his work, serving his people, it helps not just those people, but it helps us as we process through grief and struggles of our own. You see, there will always be difficult times, but it is how we live in these difficult times which matter most. Let me say that again for you taking notes. There will always be difficult times, but it is how we live in these difficult times which matters most. Matthew 6, 33, seek God and his kingdom, his righteousness. Seek God and his kingdom, his righteousness. Seek God, follow Jesus, yield to the Spirit's help. Seek to glorify him, to love him, to serve him and his people each and every single day of your lives. This is kingdom living. As we close, I have one final quick point. You see, Jesus cared deeply for John as a godly messenger, as a relative, as a friend, a man of God. Jesus also cares for you. We need to go to him, follow him, follow his example, his actions, his words, and his teachings. Don't try to get through this life on your own, but go to God and be replenished. Find rest, find strength, have your cup filled to overflowing by his love. Allow him to be your refuge, to be with you in your valleys, those dark, gloomy valleys. You see, Jesus tells us in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Find comfort in him. Go to a desolate place, desolate place, but make sure you include God. It's okay to focus on our struggles, our grief. It's okay to mourn or cry, but don't do it alone. Don't allow it to paralyze you. We must not focus so much on our grieving that we miss God's hands reaching out to us. We must not focus so much on our grieving that we miss God's hands reaching out to us, his arms covering us, his wings protecting us and shielding us from the weather, from the storm. Don't stay in this desolate place so long that you miss the opportunities that God has for you to have compassion on others. This may just be what helps you to live on through your grief. We're going to have a song now, and then we'll be closing with communion. But let's pray. Lord, we thank you for we are not alone. We thank you that you are with us, Lord. And we thank you for this example, these actions of Jesus, which show us to live on by going to a desolate place, by finding rest, by being replenished, Lord. But may we remember that we do it not alone, but with you. Seek you, seek God in kingdom living, your righteousness, Lord, and do it with friends, do it with family. Find help to move forward, Lord. And as we do this, we also look to have compassion on your people to help one another through these times. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which helps us to understand your word. And thank you for your Holy Spirit, which empowers us for daily living. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which prevents us from ever being separated. No, nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus, your son. Amen.